Welcome in, friends, to a very special edition of the We Have High Expectations podcast. When back in 1927, English businessman Samuel Ryder donated the trophy, which is now known as the Ryder Cup, and it was presented back then to U.S. Captain Walter Hagen at the first Ryder Cup, I'm sure he never would have imagined what that event would become some 90 plus years later. But here we are, folks, on this prestigious We Have High Expectations podcast. We're ready to renovate and expand our golf corner to preview this weekend's 43rd plane of the Ryder Cup. USA! USA! God, we got to get better chance. I, 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 I'm almost ready to go back to Cody's. Let's go States! <laughs> I don't know. USA. Hey, what I can't wait to hear is you're up. You're <laughs> up. I mean, we're, when it comes to the yeah. at least we don't like make up ridiculous songs like they do. But hey, the Walter Hagen thing. Do you think? Uh, do you think that uh, he talked about that very first Ryder Cup while playing at uh, uh, what was it? What was the course there? Uh, we, uh, we played against Captain Juno and oh, Bobby Jones. Savannah. Yeah, but what was the name of the course? I can't remember the name of the course, but. My joke would have been much, much better if I would remember the name of the course <laughs> and you would have been very I'm confused. Like, it was in Massachusetts. I looked yeah. it up earlier. But no, you're talking about, uh, hey, this year's, we're going to get to uh, the Ryder we Cup. We need the Yankees. Yeah, we're going to start with the college football. But one thing I'm going to want you to answer for our listeners is, is there someone on this year's U.S. team born and bred in Savannah? I'll, I'll, I'll do some looking, see what I can find. <laughs> but anyways, we'll be, uh, so stay tuned for that, everyone. We're going to have, uh, like I said, an expanded golf corner uh, this episode. And we're going to preview the Ryder Cup coming up this weekend. But first, let's talk about uh, some college football, eh? About uh, our, our Hawk-centric podcast. We got to start uh, in Iowa City with uh, Kent State in Iowa this Saturday. Did you did you uh, get a chance to to watch the game? Uh, there, Drew? Saw yeah, the whole thing. There. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. I was not there. We were at uh, we were at the opening uh, game for the Northern Iowa Panthers. They uh, put a hurting on the St. Thomas Tommies. According to uh, my mother-in-law, a couple players from St. Thomas got evicted for targeting. Evicted. Their targeting was so egregious, they kicked them out of their homes. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so that apparently happened. Uh, And, yeah, no, I did get a chance. I watched the whole thing on the Big Ten Network with uh, Big Anthony Heron doing the color. It was good good to see a uh, a fellow alum back in Iowa City uh, calling the game for the Big Ten Network. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to take us down a uh, quick rabbit hole here. And if anyone that knows me, uh, when I say quick, it's going to be a long this story. But this is not going to be quick, folks. Our, no, evicted. So our our youngest uh, our youngest Corbin uh, over here up in Sumner, he was telling me, I picked him up from school one day in one of the nicer houses in town, newer houses in town, up by the high school and golf course. He said uh, they was being condemned. And I'm like, what? 
And he's like, yeah, it's it's con- going to be condemned. Like, they're going to have to tear it down. And I'm like, well, first of all, like, how would you know that? And like, for what? Like, it was up for sale a month ago, and they were asking a decent price for Sumner, Iowa. So Jenny and I drive by, like, two days later, and there's a uh, paper on the front door of this house. And I'm like, well, okay, there's a paper on the front door. So I slow down and get my camera out on my phone and zoom way in and take a picture. And the paper posted on the front door just says, please take packages to the back door. (laughs) So we have to explain to Corbin, who's in eighth grade, that there are other reasons why there might be a piece of paper taped to the front door (laughs) other than the house being condemned and torn down. That's fantastic. uh, And and there also is other, hey, we'll get to uh, the targeting here, but let's get back to Iowa Kent State. And, uh, We're going to break something out here this week. We're going to uh, break the game down, but we're going to give you, we have high expectations, the good, the bad, and the ugly. This weekend's good, bad, and the ugly. So there you go, folks. New sound. I mean, we're getting pretty high tech here, Drewski. Yeah, we're we're basically a real podcast at this point. <laughs> basically, basically. We not we're not all the way there. We're <laughs> we're basic, but it's basically a real podcast. Basically. So first, the good. I think we got to go with Tyler Goodson uh, for the good on this Saturday. Hundred and. 153 yards on 22 totes. 22 totes. I was going to make a comment about your ridiculous puns, but then you dropped in the totes on me, and nobody else <laughs> is going to know why that's funny. Like they, Out of our, what, 13 total listeners, nobody's going to get that joke. But it's pretty good. Um, yeah, Goodson was great. Uh, I, I thought I thought the offensive line was pretty good. I, I still think it's hilarious. Like, only Iowa in 2021 – could fake a fullback dive, pitch a ball to the running back who was all Big Ten last year, and nobody's within an entire side of the field of him. Like, just <laughs> exactly. nobody's anywhere near him. He, like, almost dropped the ball. He, like, he, you know, he's still nobody near him. So he had those two big play. plays. Um, I think, for the most part, you got to say good on the defense again, right? I mean, oh, yeah. 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 Kent State tries to run 100 plays, and they only had 25 at halftime. Um, you know, other than the, that one drive where they hit the they they hit two big pass plays on Riley Moss, but other than that, yeah, Riley Moss got really beat deep a couple of times. Um, and then was it after? It was after one of Kelly Martin's fumbles, right, where they got down into the goal line and luckily fumbled it at at the no, goal line. No, that was after uh, that was that was after the ridiculous. We'll get to that. that oh, was after that the was um, review. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right, you're right, we had to punt it, yep. Because okay. I was in full-on, like, the world is ending mode at that moment. Like, you want to piss me off during, like, I can handle pretty much anything anymore during a, during a sporting event. You fuck up a video re- review or official makes just a complete bogus call, that is the fastest way to set me off. But like, <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous, right, we'll get to that later, let's stay with the good, stay with the good. So, yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, all in all, Iowa covered spread, you know. Uh, Kent State 
isn't isn't very good, but they do play a different style than what we're used to. Usually, those up tempo offenses give us trouble. So I'm with you. You got to give. I uh, got to put the defense in the good category for for holding them at bay for the most part. And then, mm-hmm. hey, uh, how about the punter? I mean, the punter is going to be Tory awesome. Taylor is going to so be good every game. That guy <laughs> is a game so changer. Good. Um, the only thing I worry about with him is sometimes it does take him a little while to get one off, but nobody really rushes a punter anymore. I remember yeah. when people just lined up in a normal formation and punted. Like, yeah, I hate like, like like Kent State was running guys all over the place to punt, and like Iowa, we even do it now too. And it's just like like just put the rule in that like it just put the NFL rule in. You can't leave the people on the line of scrimmage can't leave until the you know till, that aren't eligible receivers cannot leave until the ball's kicked. Yeah, exactly. Right now, it's just everybody just go. It's just awful. Yeah, um, no, I agree. It, it's it's different. It's different. Like for there's sure. guys in motion. I'm looking at the line, and I'm like, they got ten guys in the backfield. They don't have anybody on the line of scrimmage in this formation. And refs are just like, yeah, whatever. It's a punt, you know. <laughs> like, so that's a uh, another apparently another way to set me off is punt formations. We're learning. Formation, we're we're yeah. learning things about me tonight, Brad. <laughs> I'm learning stuff about me. So we've seen a lot of punting. So that's the good. Do we want to get? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to have too much bad in a you know in what a thirty to seven win. But yeah. the bad, uh, mean, the bad, the bad's just in general the the offense, right? Like, I mean, I guess the running game was pretty good. We threw for two hundred some yards, but how we had to do it? Um, I mean, a twenty play. 95-yard drive in nine minutes is great and all, but kind of gross against Kent State, right? Oh, yeah. Like, no, the, like the the passing game and the play calling and the routes we're running, uh, you know, there were more than more than a couple people around us in the stands asking if Greg Davis was back, right? I mean, it was... He checks down so fast, and he checks down to guys that are covered. Like, yeah. you know, when, on a three-step drop, he's throwing check downs to Monty Potabom and there's like a guy right on top of him. It just, you know, so I, I, I did some, I, I looked some stuff up just because I wanted to see. And um, like uh, our boy fat Nate had some, uh, um, had some bad games as an Iowa quarterback, right? Just flat out bad games. But his, that like his first two years, his quarterback rating was 130 something both years. Right. Peters, Peters is at like 112. You know, and we're 11 games in. So, and it's not like he's at 112 because we can't block anybody. He's just getting destroyed. He's got time and just looks completely uncomfortable unless he can throw it to a tight end that's wide. You know, like if you're a wide receiver, why would you ever come to Iowa? Like, uh, yeah, we, you know, we like, actually... I mean, I just like, I don't, that's the only. It, it, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It, it's kind of like Fran and point guard recruiting, right? Like we're, we were talking about after um, after the basketball season, how Fran just hasn't been able to recruit point guards. And, and this this is kind of like that, that in that it's the one flaw on an otherwise really awesome team, right? Like, but then you start looking back and you think about Mo Brown and CJ Jones and Clint Solomon and Ed Hinkle and – 
um, DJ K and Marvin McNutt. And like you go down Even, through there, and, like, uh, we used to like throw the ball. Brandon Smith and Amir Smith Marset. You know, we like yeah. take shots. And Even Tyrone Tracy was a playmaker yeah. when Big Nate was there, when Stanley was there, you know. Yeah, Brad, Brad, I mean, have, show a little respect to Nate Stanley. It's Fat Nate, not Big Nate. <laughs> I okay, always show call a little him respect. Big Nate show, show, show a little respect. Um, and, and as a fellow fat person, I can say that it's loud. Fat people can make fun of their own. That's that. That's allowed. Um, what are you looking at? You're looking at my gut, aren't you? Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> so, um, I just I think I the difference the the Big Ten, and we can talk about this a little bit in the college football side. The Big Ten is there is there to be actually won this year. Ohio State struggled with Tulsa. You know, yeah, Penn Ohio State. I think State I think Penn State's beautiful. pretty. I think Penn State's pretty good, but. You know, we don't know how good Auburn is, you know, and 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 we get Penn State at Kenneth at home, probably a night game, maybe a night game. Maybe, you know? yeah. So, um, so it's just one of those things where, um, if Spencer could make three or four more plays in a game to give us three or four more first downs or hit some big plays, I saw a stat we're we're like six in the country, like for the lowest number of explosive plays. Uh, yeah, which is a absolutely. ten yard, which is a a ten yard run or a twenty yard pass, and we just don't have them. And well, I don't have the numbers. I don't have the numbers. I should have, but I I don't have the numbers. But uh, on Saturday in the north end zone down there in Kinnick, uh, Brydog actually made a good point for once. <laughs> uh, but Brydog was like, "How many touchdowns have we scored this year that weren't Tyler Goodson?" And, you know, and you and usually Tyler Goodson breaking off a decent run or our defense, you know, like. And yeah, you got uh, Spencer's quarterback draw in the first game. You got he had a good second quarter. Jones. against I, He had a couple good drives against Iowa State in the second quarter. The and answer's had, three. Well, he had one. Because uh, he had that touchdown pass to Laporta. Yes. Yeah. But it was yeah. set up by the running game, you know. Yeah, um, that was on that drive. He had a lot of five yard passes. Right. And just, yeah. you know, and um, the, the, the series we do need to talk about, and this, I think Kirk Ferentz even said this was dumb in his press conference today, but they shank a kick. It's 23 to seven, right? They shank a kick. We've got the ball on the 45 yard line. We run it up yeah. the middle three consecutive plays. So it's fourth and five. We line up penalty delay a game and then fake and then let our punter throw the ball and it's like that is i mean that just can't happen like there, there had to be somebody on the side like me and like guys it, it, we, we we can't dive it up the middle three times and run a fake punt like that no and say he did i think he called the fake punt he, he took blame for that and called the fake punt dumb about 12 times in a 60 second period but i'm with you i mean yeah, the fake punt was dumb, especially after a five-yard penalty. But the play the calling before, before that it fake punt was what was ridiculous. I yeah. mean, that we had the ball at midfield almost, and this yeah. is where you put them away, and, right. and that's what we're right. gonna do, you know. So, I don't yeah, know. and if you were a gambler there, you'd have been hot because um, the line was twenty-two and a half, right? And it's twenty-three to seven, and we're diving up the middle three times and, and then running a fake punt. It's like, well, hold on now, what are we doing here? Yeah, um, exactly. Be like that guy. Remember that guy? Um, that Iowa State game where Ferentz took the safety and that guy was going to like come out of the stands because it was <laughs> it, it covered for the Cyclones. You remember I that? Remember that. Yeah, <sighs> that I was do. amazing. That That's guy was always, 
Yeah, that guy would tailgate at the library, right? And that guy yeah. was always like had money on something before, you know. Just like some random bookie somewhere in his town, you know, is just laughing his ass off his parents takes a safety and covers the game for the Cyclones. But um, let's, let's, I mean, so, I don't yeah, know well, what else well, to, to talk about, right? Other than uh, Spencer's got to get better if we're going to win the Big Ten, right? I was going to say, yeah, he's, I mean, you know, I see, I see on online here today that he's won, what, nine straight and had seven straight games, I think, without an interception or the longest, the longest streak of completions without an interception, I think, in Iowa history. So people hey, trying know, to say he's doing his job, but I'm with you. He's going to have to play better if we want to go where we, you know, if, if we want to, if we want to prove that we're a top five team he's gonna have to play better so okay before we move on let me just pull this up real quick because sometimes when you don't throw any interceptions um it's it's because you like like you're just not very good right because jake christensen didn't throw the high interceptions because he never threw the ball near anybody right and just so just so you so you know here, in that year that Jake Christensen started all twelve games, his passer rating was hundred and sixteen point nine, um, six point one yards per attempt, seventeen touchdowns, six interceptions. The two thousand eight, the year that he uh Stanley ended up taking over or Stanzi ended up taking over for him, six point three yards per attempt, two touchdowns, one interception, hundred and seventeen point two passer rating. Right, so he only had 63 attempts that year. He played in eight games and only had 63 attempts. So, so basically, he had the one year. Um, so, so you you saw those, you heard those numbers, right? Yeah. Six point one yards an attempt, seventeen touchdowns, six. Uh, and about the uh, same passer rating as you told me, uh, Petrus has yeah. so far uh, in his yeah, career. Yeah, 116 passer rating. So here's here's Spencer's. Pull this up real quick. So this was Spencer last year. Um, 6.4 yards per attempt, 119 passer rating, nine touchdowns, five interceptions. This year, 5.5 yards per attempt, per attempt. Yeah, that's crazy. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, 112 passer rating. Like, even though you're not turning the ball over, you're not doing enough to win a lot of games. This is eventually going to catch up with them, right? You know, two things aren't mutually exclusive. Like, he, we could put a really shitty corner out there too, and win all these games. Still have a really shitty corner out there, right? Like that's right, exactly. You and, know, like so he does need to play better. He's not doing his job well. He's doing one aspect of his job well, which is not turning the ball over. And maybe that's the most important thing to him. The other thing I would say is that there's obviously the other two guys aren't good enough, right? Ferentz. Well, I, that's exactly the point I was going to make. Is the difference from where you're at in those old numbers in today? is that we don't have a Stanzi or we don't have a CJ sitting right. behind Petrus, right. right? So I think it's, you know, it's Spencer's year and and he's probably being told you can't be the reason we lose games. You can't turn it over and it turns into happy feet and check down city. But anyways. Uh, yeah. So hope I mean, hopefully – Hopefully this was a step in the right direction. Maybe, maybe it just builds a little confidence to see, like, oh, I threw for 200 yards, threw for a touchdown. Maybe they can build some things and, and, and get, you know, take it to where he's average. But 
through 11 games as a starter, his passer ratings around 112th in the country. Yeah. And, and the other thing I'd like to see, season, and maybe so. we'll see, and we're not going to see it in, against Kent State and probably not this week against Colorado State either, but let's get a little creative with the play calling, um, you know, to, to, to steal some yards, if you will. Uh, and, and probably something we'll have to do against, you know, the Penn States, the Wisconsin's on the schedule. But, um, but yeah, so the good, the running game defense, the bad pass, you know, passing game offense, you know, um, didn't lose the game, of course, but, but still needs to improve the ugly. We, you hinted on it earlier, but the replay officials, I mean, what in the eight was that overturn on Tracy's catch? So so that That was terrible. But before that, they reviewed the Spencer Laporta touchdown and they stopped the game and went and reviewed it. And I'm just yeah. like, what are, what are we reviewing this for? The guy's laying in the end zone. You know, yeah, like, they this kept isn't even stopping close. it for no reason. Yeah. yeah. And so then they, they so then they actually, so I'm watching the game on the TV. They've showed replays at no point. I mean, I've watched thousands of football games in my life. You know when it's not a catch or when it's like, ooh, that was weird. We might want to take another look at that. This one was so bizarre i was just like what are we what are we doing and then they showed it and i'm like well i mean i guess you could say that he lost control on the way down but he was taking steps before that and got tackled plus the ball never hit the ground the like ball it never, never hit, hit the, the ground, ground. yeah <laughs> made no sense whatsoever and it was called a catch on the field so you got to have like clear evidence that it was not a catch to overturn it it was, was it was ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, how do you so how do you come back and say Oh no, it's overturned when, like you said, the ball may be moved, but it never touched the ground. Like it yeah. made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, that was, that was one where, so after the game, I think Ferentz said he wants the, the guys on the field to be able to make the call. Well, so what? I get, so they, they go over and look at that tiny little screen, yeah. you know, like for what the guy, so the, the, the white hat can't do anything. It's all no, the dude upstairs. It's all the replay well, why the hell are we going to bring the screen out for him? Yeah. I've, I've always said that. I'm like, what are we doing? We got the guy upstairs has 60 inch TV and we're bringing out a freaking iPhone plus to have these guys look at. Right. And, yeah. um, but I'm guaranteeing this part, Larry Smith's the ref. And I guarantee you, parents, it's like, what in the world did he see? And Larry Smith probably said, I don't know because <laughs> like Ferris was pissed. And after the game, he, you know, said, you got to let the guys on the field own this. So that, cause they're the ones that like look like idiots when I'm going, I'm, you know, and Ferris is looking at a jumbotron's huge. You can see what happened. And it, yeah, that was, and that almost bit us in the ass cause they were going to go in and score to make it 16, 14. And now we're in a game. Oh right? no. I, yeah. yeah. Like, and so. like you said, yeah, you said that was the drive where thankfully they fumbled it at the goal line and Riley recovered it in the end zone or, or yeah, it's yeah, like, it's time, you know, mm-hmm. ridiculous, ridiculous. So the good, the bad, the ugly, definitely the replay officials. And, uh, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Yeah. <laughs> just get, I mean, just or, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Who cares? You know, like yeah, or just for get rid every competent replay officials up in the booth. For every play, for, for every play that's, a that's egregious, like the officials would make the right call. They'll make the right call eight out of 10 times. And they'd probably make it nine out of ten times. They 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 actually screw more stuff up because they know they've got re. You know, you see this all the time where, right? You know, like somebody will pick up a ball and run it in the end zone in that the Penn State game, right? Like the Penn they State Auburn the game. They don't blow the whistle, and it's blatantly obvious that guy was down. Like just watching it. 
Yeah, it's like so. So we got a hundred thousand people losing their shit in the stadium. Music blaring, people going nuts, guys running eighty yards, and that's why we have four and a half hour games. You know? Yeah. Like, right. Exactly. Like yeah. that. That play was obviously down. Instead, we had to look at thirteen angles of it, and you know, they did. They they got it right in the Iowa State game on Ivory Kelly Martin's fumble. Right? They they didn't even review it. They just the ref was like he was down, and they got it right. Um, but in some of these other games, you're like, Jesus, what are we doing? So yeah. anyway, that's that's my uh, I'll step off my soapbox about uh, about uh, replay. It's stupid. Well, there's one gone. So there's our breakdown. Anything else we need to mention about uh, Saturday yeah, in Iowa so. City? I think, I think we're good. Colorado State next weekend. Let's uh, let's segue to the big uh, Big Ten and just college football uh, roundup or roundtable here. Hi, guys. My sources tell me there's a wildly popular podcast authored by you two now going strong. And, hey, if it's about the Hawkeyes, no wonder it's in demand and crowd-pleasing. I look forward to tuning in sometime in the near future. But until then, here's a touchdown Iowa and a go Hawks for Brad and Drew. I don't have a lot this week. Um... I don't remember watching a whole bunch. Well, first, I got to give a big thanks to uh, Dolph, a friend of the podcast, Gary Dolphin, for his kind words there. Uh, Just great to hear. Great to hear from Dolph. Uh, We're glad he's, uh, uh, you know, he's a fan of the We Have High Expectations podcast. We're actually going to be in Dubuque in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to have to stop by his uh, Dolph's Iron Bar, I think. It's a big new establishment there in his hometown of Dubuque. So we'll stop by and maybe say hi to Dolph uh, uh, the weekend after the Maryland game. But Get him a, get him a friend of the pod t-shirt. Friend of the pod. Uh, no, just a few things that uh, you mentioned Penn State held on against Auburn. That, I mean... Games still to be played, but that uh, all signs potentially pointing pointing to a huge uh, Penn State-Iowa matchup in Iowa City in, what, three weeks? Um, Bama and Florida, they were locked up in a tight one, to quote my old boy uh, Quiggs. You watched, uh, I think, what, Bama won basically because Florida couldn't kick extra points, right? Yeah, Florida missed an extra point and then missed a two-point conversion uh, and beat uh, an Alabama uh, got him. Florida might be the second best team in the country. We just don't know it. I <laughs> know. I like your, you made the comment after the game, after the Iowa game that Florida loses by two to Alabama and shouldn't they like jump up to number three in the polls? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably put them right, probably slot them right behind Georgia and uh, be pretty safe, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was surprised little Debbie hung, hung with Oklahoma uh, as close as they did. And the then, end of that game was incredible did you watch the end of it or not no we had it on at the tailgate so uh big big props to modern builders on saturday for bringing down the van and uh setting up a couple of tvs we were watching a uh, little debbie in oklahoma on one of the tvs at the tailgate but had to walk to kennick for or, or take the can bus to the game so we missed the end so it was there was 50 like 58 seconds left nebraska gets the ball at the 20 roughly you know uh down by seven or six or whatever they were down by and they went sack seven yard completion sack um or no they went uh three yard completion sack eight yard completion end of game 
<laughs> like they had no timeouts. So like it was just like I've never seen anything like it. They didn't throw out of bounds. They didn't get a first down. It was just they gained a total of about six yards and the game ran out in 50 seconds. It was just over. And I was like, that was awesome. They didn't do anything. Yeah. So no, that was, that was a great ending of that game. I'm trying to think if I, uh, Notre Dame uh, beat Purdue pretty good, pretty easily. Hey, I got a question for you before we move off of the roundup is Michigan state good. I don't think Miami's any good. Right. But yeah, I, but I'm but, with you. Cause because Miami, uh, Miami's you know close win over Florida State is uh, obviously not looking as strong as it did Week One. But what are you talking but about? Michigan Miami, State, you know, Miami hasn't played Florida State yet. Or Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm Miami getting... barely beat Appalachian State. Yes. Yeah, and lost to uh, Notre Dame right Week One. Or no, Alabama Week One. God damn it. Are we going to retape this whole podcast? <laughs> no, oh no. I Lord. thought we might for a second there. We had uh, somebody come in the house and the dogs over here at, uh, you know, I'm like an Ace Brand. I'm like Ace Brand cheering now as many pets as we got in this house. But the dogs were going <laughs> crazy. Had to go on mute. Anyways, uh, is Michigan State good? They might be. That's all I got. There you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our. They uh, might be. Let's. Let's, let's, get to, on. let's get to the our, golf corner. Uh, let's get to the golf corner. That's what, yeah, that's what exactly. the people are Here's here for. There's our college football roundup. Hey, as I mentioned earlier, we've had our hard hats on here. We have high expectations. We've been doing a little remodel. Recently expanded the golf corner. It's it, into an entire room. It's a study now for this week. And as with any remodel, things are a little disorganized, a little out of place. But, hey, I found my clipboard. Uh, I found my clipboard. Found your clipboard. Yeah, I found it right here before we began taping. So, Drewski, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's let's start it with this. Is Tyrrell Hatton good? We'll see. I don't know. Well, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, So, no. uh, Go ahead. So, no, I was just going to lay it uh, late. So Team USA is like, what, I think minus 200 to win this Ryder Cup. Uh, favorites to win the Ryder Cup. So Team USA has, what, eight players in the top 10 of the world rankings? They do. They have eight players in the top 10. Uh, uh, Spieth is, oh, Harris English is number 11. Spieth 13th. Burger 16th, Scotty Shepard 21st. So, yes, on and paper in world rankings. Now, listen, no, no, I'm, I'm going to tell I'm me about the world here. rankings, right? Because the world so, rankings are, are a point system built over two years, right? So it's a running total over your, you know, each tournament has a, um, you know, has a strength of field score. You get X amount of points based on that for all these different tournaments, the Japan Tour, the Asian Tour. Euro Tour, PGA Tour, Latin America, all these tours, right? They all are part of it. So this is built out over 52 weeks, right? These are built out over uh, 72 whole stroke play events. So the world ranking points, throw them out the window, throw them out, right? This is a this is a match play situation. The number, like the the person who exemplifies that best is Ian Poulter. He's the 50th ranked player in the world, right? And if Ian Poulter didn't have the Ryder Cup, if he wasn't a part of the European Ryder Cup, you wouldn't know him from Harris English. Like, you just wouldn't, because he's a completely average, which means very, very good, tour professional, right? He's 
you know, in the top 75 every year, but he's not going to, he's not a guy that competes at a ton of majors, doesn't win a ton of tournaments that aren't on the Euro tour. Um, but because he's a Ryder cup, uh, you know, in, in the Ryder cup, he's 14, six and two. So, yeah, you know, it's a small sample, right? So we, I like all week I've heard, you know, what, what do the Euros do better than the Americans? And then they got the Kepka story where they say, well, this is a perfect example. The Americans don't care. And I think when it comes back to it, it's just a small sample, right? You know, you think about Dustin Johnson is seven and nine in, in Ryder cups, right? That's, that's his record. That's 16 rounds. That's four golf tournaments. Like I've watched Dustin Johnson be terrible for four consecutive weeks. I mean, one last year, he just, he shot 80 twice, missed the cut at Memorial and then put eight balls in the water up in Minnesota left the tournament because his back hurt. And two weeks later, I think won the, won the FedEx cup, you know? Right. So guys can be bad for, for stretches in golf and it's just a low sample size. So anything can happen, which makes it cool. But the, the stuff we get into this time of year just is, is crazy to me. Um, you know, Brooks Kepka says it's a different week. I don't want to say it's bad. You know, it's a team. It's different than the majors. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then we just jump all over him and pretend he doesn't care, which he might not. Like, maybe Brooks Kepka doesn't give a shit about it. Like, but we're going to jump all over him for just saying it's different. You know, I, 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 that's that's my take on this is that we make way too much out, out of it. Um, I love it. I'm going to make a big deal out of it while it's going on. But to try to figure out what makes someone better over the last eight or nine Ryder Cups it just, it's impossible to know. The sample size is way too small. So. Yeah, there you go. I, hey, uh, on the flip side of the coin, I mean, Captain Stricker's got his hands full. <laughs> With this Kepka. And, hey, I mean, you can't play Bryson and, and Brooksy together. I mean, you no, know, his hands no. are tied on a certain occasions yeah the other, like, no, he'll, I'm he'll just, be fine he'll be fine picking finding some people for them to play with now I, i'll tell you this i would not let bryson dechambeau near the first tee box in foursomes uh an alternate shot like yeah right you just send you send bryson out in best ball and tell him to go make 10 birdies because I mean, there have been rounds this year where bryson has made 10 birdies and shot even par you know like so exactly. uh, so yeah you just say go make 10 birdies because who, who cares what you do on the on the rest of them yeah, uh, the blow up the blow up holes are just one hole in right, the match. Play. Right. And then you if you're know, playing four and you're uh, playing four ball, then your partner so it sounds like he's gonna play with Scotty Scheffler. You know, as long as Scotty's not blowing up. It's a birdie or a par, yeah, then maybe you, know, you have that hole or win it. Yeah. Yeah. So so I did see what the stat that I think was the 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 best stat I saw was the US team is like um the stats like par or better. So basically your birdie rate on the PGA tour, how many birdies do you make per round? Um, the U S the average U S ranking was like 12.8 and the Euro ranking was like 45 or 50. Um, so basically, you know, the euros don't make as many birdies per round. So if the course is set up a little easier, the wind's going to blow up there. So that could be a problem. But if, you know, if the course is set up a little bit easier, not a lot of rough U S tends to have guys that go lower than the Euro guys. So, We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But that's just kind of the 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 overview for you. I don't know what else you want to get into on the on the old cup. Yeah. No. I was just gonna. I was just gonna piggyback on your uh, small sample size argument. Not. And, and to me, um, a couple of points I'll make. Even more so that like 
is course setup. I mean, you, you're, you know, just the courses they're playing. You mm-hmm. talked about how DJ's got 16 rounds in and what courses are those at? I mean, there's some tournaments where certain guys, not DJ, probably not one of them, but there's certain tournaments where certain guys, you know, like take like a Zach Johnson, he goes to certain courses and before anybody even tees off, he's at a disadvantage because, you know, because of the style mm-hmm. of, of play that he has. Right. So that mm-hmm. could, could be a part of it as well. But I think the biggest thing is the Ryder Cup's awesome and we all love the Ryder Cup and it brings in non-traditional golf fans for sure as well. And non-traditional golf media, I would say, too. So people are talking about it that don't really understand it. And then they just see like three years ago, right? Because we didn't have it last year. Three years ago, they see what, 19 and a half to 11 and a half. And my God, Europe blew us out. What the hell's wrong with U.S. golf, right? You know? Um, yeah, you got way too many points there. There's only 28 total points. It was 17 and a half, 10 and a half. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I was pretty close on the day. You were, right? yeah, by seven, yeah. I had it as eight. But yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, that was good quick math by you there. And then um, <laughs> so we talked about the world rankings. The other thing I'll just note for our listeners as well, uh, which is kind of interesting. I mean, the Europe European teams got four guys over 40, Paul Casey, mm-hmm. Westwood and Poulter uh, and Sergio. Yeah, they got four guys over 40 years old. The U.S. team's running out six Ryder Cup rookies. So Six rookies. So here's, here was something young guns. That, was, that was funny that I heard today. Uh, Westy, Lee Westwood, 48 years old. His first um, Ryder Cup for, um, for the Euros. Pulling it up right here. Team appearance, Ryder Cup, 1997, eight days after Victor Hovland was born. <laughs> I'm getting that crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, though uh, no, the European team has a, they, they have a fun team, I think. Um, you know, to, you know, I, I'm a big fan of John Rahm. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, I think, is way overrated. Um, Daryl Hatton, he struggled lately. So, I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Your boy Cheeseburger. Um, There's only one, Terrell Hatton. Tyrrell. It's Tyrrell. It's Tyrrell. Um, and uh, your boy Cheeseburger, first Austrian to ever play. Uh, got Rory, obviously, who won't wear a hat for some reason. Like, he just never wears a hat during the Ryder Cup, which is weird. Uh, you talked about Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, whatever. Uh, no big deal there. I like Westwood. Um, I really like it when he blows short putts. Um, so, like he did in 2016. By the way, this will be the first Ryder Cup that you and I haven't watched or attended together since 2008. You know that? I know. I was I was just thinking that the other yeah. day. Well, on American soil. Well, no, but we've we, we've gotten together to watch the other ones. Ah, you know, okay. like That's we were at. Remember, we were at Zatch's for Glen Eagles in uh, Iowa City, and then uh, Le Golf National in Paris uh, was my wedding weekend. So you were there. You go. Yeah, that's you right. Were around for that. So. Um, yeah, I mean, nobody's tried to give us fine watches in exchange for Ryder Cup tickets this year, but, uh, <laughs> and, uh, that, uh, so when was it the Euro one, uh, as Zatches when, uh, you guys tried to tell me that an iPad is better than a clipboard? I mean, yes, we did. On. We tried to explain to you that an iPad was better than a clipboard. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you got Sergio, uh, Poulter kind of douches don't really care about them, but Shane Lowry, Shane Lowry just makes me happy. 
Um, have you seen the meme? I don't know why. I don't know why, but uh, all Shane Lowry does is make me want to do a John Lovitz impersonation. I'm Shane Lowry. (laughs) I don't know why. It's from uh, it's from Levitard show. Hey, I'm Mike Lowry. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's why. Um, and that was a very bad. That was a that was a very limited Drew Emmert doing Mike Ryan doing John Lovett doing Mike Lowry impersonation. But uh, but yeah, have you seen the Shane Lowry uh, Brooks Kepka meme on on the internet? Um, so it's not, no. like there's like a picture of Brooks and you know he's like wearing his medium shirt and it's like how I think I look on the golf course. And then there's a picture of Shane Lowry, just a fat guy with, you know, all like, uh, all dressed in like blue and schlubby. And it's like how I actually look on the golf course. And I'm like, ah, it's me. That's me. Yeah, that is me. Um, that yeah. is, you know, like I me. get dressed to go to the golf course and I'm like, man, I look good. And then like, I realize, no, I don't. I look like an idiot. But um, so, so they're a fun team. I'm still not going to root for them. Uh, the Americans. I. I think it's a really good team and there's a lot of guys that I'm excited to watch. Um, the Bryson Brooks thing, Brooks thing, I don't care about at all. They're going to keep playing that up and I just don't give a shit about it. And yeah, I don't think it has any effect on anything. Um, did you see Bryson's going to um, be in the world long drive championship on Monday? Yeah. Well, and then did Brooks, did Brooks play or is he going to be playing that match against Portnoy or something? Oh, it got, it got canceled after he hurt his wrist at the tour championship. But yeah, that right. was supposed to be a couple weeks back. Um, and then yeah. Bryson's doing the world long drive. And yeah, I mean, they better. Dude, if and, Bryson goes 0-3 again, that's all it's going to be in the media well, he, is how he wasn't concentrating on the Ryder Cup. You know? I mean, we can check this to find out, um, but I don't think he won a match in the President's Cup he was in either. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure Tiger just sat him for like a whole day. Um, so... Let me just check that real quick here. Um, 2019 President's Cup, but but yeah, the the for me, the that storyline's kind of pointless. Um, I I do I do kind of want to see Bryson try to there on the fifth hole. It's a par five, 580 yards, and he can take it over this pond, where he like basically cuts the corner and goes straight at the flag. Um, and he's going to carry it 300. And if he can carry it 330, he's going to have like 115 in on a par five, you know, where everybody else is going to have to go left of that pond. Um, so if he can do that, uh, that's pretty exciting. That'll, that'll be kind of interesting to watch. He did have a video where he, uh, he had his swing speed up to four, 148 uh, miles an hour with his driver and the ball went like 410 or 412 yards, something like that ball speed of 215, like just, like insane stuff. But at the end of the, we've talked about Bryson before, like watching him play golf there. When you watch him swing a driver, you're like, God, that just looks like it hurts first. When you watch like DJ swing a driver and you're just like, how could something so effort effortlessly, yeah. you know, uh, go so That's far. Weird. So, so yeah, Bryson yeah. went, he had this singles match, but he lost. He, did, he, only, he only played in two matches in that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he had his singles match, lost the four ball match. So he's never won in a team event. So, but I watched his interview today. He seemed like he was into it. So whatever, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting. But I I, I do think you're going to see a lot of JT and Spieth. You're going to see a lot of Xander and Cantlay. 
Um, and it yeah. sounds like you're going to see, see a lot of DJ and Morikawa, which I think those are three really good for, uh, for some teams. And if we can get out to an early lead in foursomes, and then you got Brooks and Finau or Finau and Harris English and um, Bryson and four ball and four ball going out and making a bunch of birdies, you know, maybe we can jump out to a lead and, and uh, bring that cup home where it belongs. There you go. Bring it home. Uh, so what's your prediction? Let's make quick prediction predictions and then we'll wrap it up here on the, on the golf study. <laughs> I think we're going to see the U S and I hate, I'll just, I'll throw this out here. I hate prediction radio. I hate prediction podcasts. I hate prediction TV. Um, Give me I like talking about I like talking about all the other things, right? Like the course setup and the, the the teams and those types of things. What I'm looking forward to watching. I hate predictions. How the hell do I know? That being said, with that being said, uh, I think the U.S. is going to win 16-12. I got the U.S. 15-13. Uh, I, I want to change my prediction. I think the U.S. is going to win 27 to one. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, 20, the biggest victory in Ryder Cup history. Hey, uh, so we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for uh, hanging out in our golf corner. Uh, also, hey, I need to mention, speaking of golf, we need to mention that the championship bracket tees off this Thursday in Waverly's Fall Best Shot League. Careful now. Team Gade Leary with a late charge last week to secure the sixth seed. Could, pot, could we possibly see a Super Bowl in two weeks with Gade Leary teeing off against Wes and Ty Dog Gade? We shall see. We're on opposite ends of the bracket. We uh, we might meet. Or Ty Dog. Hey, exciting times in the world of golf. Imagine having to sit through a round with you three. Oh my lord. Hey, speaking of that, let's uh let's let's get around together. That uh we'll be up for you and I homecoming. Let's get around together some morning that weekend. I will play them on a Friday night. Well, that's when I'm going to be in Dubuque. The, what, are the, what are you doing in Dubuque? Well, the Pork Tornadoes are playing at Q oh, Casino, geez. and then I got to go see Dolph at his bar. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do a podcast with you anymore. <laughs> we can't stop now. We're just hitting it big. Just traveling all over watching a cover band. Unbelievable. Hey, I like. Hey, to I can make songs, you. Right? I can make you a list of the songs songs they play by the actual people who sing them and just send it over to you. Like save yeah, you a little time. Save you a little time. It's 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 more fun when you're there, and it's what's in the, a casino. I like casinos. What's, what's the over under? What's the over under on number of texts I get from Wes about how awesome the Pork Tornadoes are? Now that I said that, he's not going to listen. He's not going to hang on to this long. <laughs> Podcast, especially when you went to golf he gave up a long time ago man oh, he's gonna, fire, he's so gonna, gonna firebomb our mailbag with uh with mean tweets are you get so you're just gonna be gone like the whole weekend like you're not gonna be around like saturday morning to play golf or something before you go or uh probably not okay, friday well. night we'll watch the hawks we could watch the hawks somewhere yeah maybe uh, i'll just you know maybe i'll just Find some people, you know, find some of my friends that are members at Sunnyside and get a real game. There you go. Get a real match. And maybe yeah. I'll hit up Prey. Maybe I'll hit up Prey links. No. <laughs> oh, luck. shit. Good okay, luck. let's call it Well, there you have it, folks. Very special edition. We had Gary Dolphin uh, spot on the podcast. We broke down the Ryder Cup. We extended, expanded our golf corner. 
And uh, we'll see you next time on We Have High Expectations. Thanks. Uh, thanks again, Drew. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.